Good morning. Court Radio is now in session. Call 215-227-2727. When you've got legal questions, we've got the answers. This is Court Radio. And now here's your host, Dean Weitzman. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, better known as your host of Court Radio every Saturday morning, 9 to 10 a.m. right here on 100.3 WRMB. And Classics 107.9. There you go. Everybody gets a chance. Manny Manuel. Dean, Dean, the legal machine. What's going on? Everything is good in my world. I made it here on time. Yeah, you did it again. It's amazing that E. Stephen Collins' entrance. Working for a brother. I know. <laughs> God bless him. God bless him. God bless him. He's taught me everything I know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us are here because of E. You're right. Amen. Yep, yep. Um, well, it was a little crazy drive into the uh, studio today. There was, there was a Kia that uh, thought he was Mario Andretti, and um, he had no no qualms about taking the shoulder as a passing lane. And how do you like that? And what do you think when that happens? If I got to do what I got to do, wow, to get where I got to get to. Took the passing, took the shoulder, the shoulder, right. passed a car that he deemed to be too slow moving for him, slid back in a few inches off that that guy's bumper i was it was like an f1 well batch you you, you have to you, you referenced mario andretti remember our audience they may not all remember who that was really yeah I'm t- are, you, are you implying are you, that i'm that, I, I didn't say i never used that word <laughs> i'm just saying who who's the guy now would it be i don't even know now in racing who's like the guy uh you know it's funny you mentioned that because i just bought four tickets for the miami f1 race in may of Formula next year one. all yes. right nice nice yes there, there's what is that guy's name who's um from england i do not know i don't follow the sport i have to admit yeah. i will after today yeah he's he's very very famous and i'm sure lewis hamilton that that's it Lewis. Oh, God. Formula, Formula, Formula One racer, right? Is that Formula One racer? Okay. Yeah, those those guys have no fear. Uh, they're they're crazy, crazy. Hey, well, I'll say this, Dean. Some of the things you drive would equate to Formula One driving. You got some funny. You should vehicles. mention that. I'm going to segue. That's why you pay me the big bucks, Dean. Yeah, it's funny you should mention that. Today, we have Khalil Marcano uh, as my guest in the studio. Khalil, welcome to Court Radio. Happy to be here. And uh, I want to read this whole thing here. It's an, uh, he's an award-winning financial services professional, but that's not how I know him. I met him at a barbecue. <laughs> that's cool true that's what they're facts, for facts. facts met him at a barbecue and um i had pulled up in one of my cars i think the bentley yeah um and he you know he took an interest let's put it that way he oh, took yeah. an interest yeah, in, in the make... car not me <laughs> but no <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it. No, no. But uh, you guys are crazy out here in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> he took an interest in the car, and that started our relationship. Um, and he reveals to me during, at some point during the barbecue, not too long after I met him, that he's begun uh, a podcast that mm-hmm. he's going to be rolling out uh, soon. This is a few months ago. 
and um, he he invited me to be a guest on the podcast, hmm. which I readily agreed to because a I love cars, b I love helping people start their passion or or you know assist in that in that regard, mm. and he was if anything passionate um, <laughs> about about getting this podcast off the ground okay. and being successful. The podcast is called Wheels and Wealth. Q um, music, yes, Q music. I I, I have uh, some of each, and um, it, it was a natural fit. So. He, he, you tell me, what, what is Wheels and Wealth? All right. So Wheels and Wealth is a unique talk show, right? I think, uh, you know, we get everything's a podcast right now, but you've been on set. I mean, we're doing something a lot bigger than a podcast, but really the premise of Wheels and Wealth is to speak to everyday entrepreneurs and this new term, entrepreneurs, successful employees, right? Because there are always people out there mm -hmm. moving someone else's company forward, and they're doing amazing things in that in that space. But to speak to those folks that are car enthusiasts, because, you know, as you know, folks who love cars, we, we see cars all day long and we're like, man, what does that person do? How, how are they able to get that? And really speak to them about how they do, what it is they do in their careers and their businesses that makes them successful and to share that information with our audience. Um, I think most uh, podcasts or most content out there on either side of the space. If we're talking about cars, they're doing new car reviews. It's just the newest car. It's a sample car going around to different folks, and they're talking about that. Or it's a gearhead channel, and they're digging deep into the engine, which is great, but that's not the space that I want to live in. On the success side, there are celebrities speaking to other celebrities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sports is great, but LeBron James is not going to teach me how to grow a foot and a half and <laughs> shoot a basketball with precision, right? The, the next comic, although they're doing great things, I'm not going to start doing stand-up. But I could be an attorney if that's the space that I want to go into. If I want to go into personal injury law, I could uh, want to become a criminologist. I could want to become a jeweler. I might want to flip real estate, whether it's residential, commercial, or get into construction. All folks that we've had on the show, by the way. So bringing that information to the forefront. And um, as I was telling... Uh, I'm sorry. As I, was, I was telling... Uh, tactics. Tactics. Thank you. Uh, that... <laughs> Another area in the success space, people are presenting themselves as authorities on a particular subject, whether it's relationships or, you know, business. And they're given a lot of tips without telling you really anything at the same time, which is cool. But what we wanted to do was really be fans and ask questions about people who are truly authorities in their space. And, and let, let me say that in a great way. Let me yeah, let me say that th this is. To call it a podcast is, is to downplay it in an unfair way. It's almost like a – it is like a, like a professional TV show. Like right. I would expect to, to get with cameras set up, lighting set up, uh, a full studio. Um, and Where and is this space? It, it's, we, we, can't, we can't reveal that. Uh, because we got, uh, <laughs> the bad cave, we've Bruce got, Wayne. We've got right. no, we've got, it is in the greater Philadelphia area, okay. but we've got uh, you know million-dollar cars on set. We, we, you know, okay. we don't want unexpected guests. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I just want to see it. And the organization, the, the, the crew behind Khalil, um, they're involved in some serious stuff like uh, – you could say like they they yeah, they, so we've, they they played with the vice president vice president's wife or the president's wife or I'm sorry I mean, what yeah yeah so we've we've you know our our partners let, let me state this 
I'm just the forward-facing piece uh, of this thing. Um, mm. let, let's let's really get into it. So um, I had an idea a couple of years ago to do this show, and it came to me probably in 2020. Um, I, I let it go like a lot of us have ideas that just get past us. Um, Amen. Funny thing, you, you guys are familiar with Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I remember that. So uh, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. I remember wrote, that name. Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. And in the book, he says he picked up Napoleon Hill's work and, and carried it and really cultivated it. it. It says towards the black community, but the truth is that book is literally for anybody who's interested in success. And he says that the average person gets, and don't quote me on this, it's somewhere around here, but he says the average person has somewhere between, I think he said one to three or one to five ideas per year, any one of which acted upon would make them a millionaire. And we have ideas that come to us all the time, like, man, you know, I should do this. And then we just let it drop by the wayside. So I thought about this in 2020, drop by the wayside. And again, food, right? <laughs> I happen to be uh, cooking out at my, uh, at my place where one of my partners lives as well. He lives uh, in a different apartment. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. But uh, we were cooking out some steaks. And um, he said, hey, what are you up to? And I had just come back to the idea out of frustration. I really wanted to be involved in something that I was passionate about, which is cars, which is, you know, in my financial field, just speaking to people, uh, education, entrepreneurship, teaching. And I wanted to do something around cars. So the thought came back to me. And that day he asked me, what are you up to? And I told him about the ideas for Wills and Wealth. And he said, hey, do you have anyone producing it? And me, I'm like producing. I'm like, no, I'm gonna get on the phone and you know, we're gonna set up a, you know, a makeshift set. And that turned into me having an idea to us now bringing a, a really unique project to this space. So I'll say again, I'm really just a forward-facing piece. Today, Wills and Wealth is a partnership. My partners are in AV and IT, uh, audiovisual, IT design video production so we're really coming into the quote-unquote podcast talk show space in a very heavy way we didn't come to play games so um we can tell our listeners that uh yours truly is the first guest season one episode one yes i'm rolling out wheels and wealth yes <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. It's like yeah. like the pilot episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah, which which is launching today. We're dropping at eleven. Is that right? Eleven a.m. So eleven a.m. on YouTube. All right. So the YouTube is Wills and Wealth. If you have to actually use the uh, the at, it's at official Wills and Wealth, and our Instagram is at Wheels and Wealth. You can't miss us because you're going to see Dean. All you have to do is in the search bar for YouTube, put Wheels and Wealth, and it comes up number one. Absolutely. Uh, I, I've, yeah. I've done that a thousand <laughs> times now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we love that. <laughs> I've done that a thousand but times. But, yeah, so. you're, you're the launch episode, and um, if I could just take a moment to say you brought everyone that we've had has been absolutely incredible. And but. Um, you no buts, no buts, <laughs> right, right, no buts, but whoa, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was with some wheels and wealth I was looking at. Go on, yeah, you gotta trap it out a little, you gotta bit, trap right? it a little bit, right? <laughs> you brought all of the truth the way you said you would, and what we got out of you, I think, was uh, the perfect episode to launch with because it's not just the car. It's not, we didn't really talk that much about money. Again, the wealth is the knowledge and the process. So you spoke about 
things that are very important to people today, substance abuse, mental health, uh, losing it all, and then the road to gaining it all back. And more more than was, all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more, and it more was, than all. It was done in a way that really just projected authenticity, openness in a unique way. And honestly, the episode was visually stunning and it was moving. And Folks, if great. you want to see my episode um, of Wheels and Wealth, you got to tune in today at 11 a.m. on YouTube and just plug in Wheels and Wealth and you'll see things or hear things that maybe you didn't know about me, maybe I haven't oh, yeah. revealed yet, and I saved just for wheels Ooh. and wealth. And it is it is powerful, impactful, and you're going to leave with your, your wig blown off. Stuff that <laughs> we don't even know. Maybe. It's possible. Hey, it's possible. hey, hey. <laughs> I got to tune in now. Um, all right, so you didn't start out as a podcaster. Um, you started, well, your business is financial services. What is it that you do? What did how did you get into that, and, and what does that mean to the average person? Okay, great. So um, let's see. How did I get into that? Graduated from Temple University. Amen. <laughs> and, Temple uh, made. Back in, back in 01. And I 87. Had a, yeah, I was three years old. 87. No, <laughs> <easy>. <laughs> I'm not going to say. <laughs> well, well, 87 was law school. Really, it was 84. 83. Was I took five okay. years, oh, bro. Five. <laughs> I was a little slow. I took I was, five. No, I was four years old in 87. Gotcha. So God. graduated in, um, in 2001, and I already had a ton of responsibilities. I was mm. paying a mortgage, you know, at, at that point, as many of us understand, whoever has the best credit, you know, I, you know, well, at that time, at least, you know, you could get a, a, a no-doc loan approved on a, on a hamster, Back then. <laughs> and, you know, I just had a lot of responsibilities, so I jumped into the arms of the first job that would have me. I was answering auto claims and, um, you know, working at that, and I hated it. I mm. absolutely sucked, and I was like, I cannot do this. And in October of 2008, I made a decision that I'd never work for anyone else again. So I started different business ventures. Uh, they all failed. And eventually my sister approached me within about a year, and she said, hey, I want to open up a restaurant. And... Um, she said, you know, I, I can't just abandon my job. I have kids. I have things like that. But you're not doing anything right now. You can move that forward. And we started Calypso Restaurant, which was great. Um, but as you know, uh, most businesses take three to five years to turn a profit. And most of them are out of business within the first two before they even have a chance to do that. Especially restaurants. They're yeah. notorious. Hardest, hard. hardest to make it in. Um, so we sold uh, or we presented uh, Trinidadian food. Uh, we had a space in Chestnut Hill. And things were going well, but... I was still wasn't making money, right? A lot of the money was going back into the business. So a friend of mine approached me uh, to get started in the financial services industry, selling really high-volume term life insurance and investments. And I thought it was absolute nonsense, and he kept harassing me about coming to check it out. And what checking it out became a 14-year career. And mm. I have uh, literally dedicated the past 14 years of my life to helping people avoid their biggest money management mistakes with some simple financial education. And it was really important to me. You don't know this, but I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I do know that. Okay. <laughs> I was going to get to that. Okay. Do you, do, you want, do you want me to back up? or? Do, yeah. Uh, well, okay. I want to know what, yeah. Well, obviously, Temple brought you from Brooklyn to Philly. No. 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 Mm -hmm. um, so. Go ahead. 
Uh, born and raised in Flatbush, um, mm. same house, both my parents, you know, all my friends since the time we were crawling. And um, I grew up in the type of neighborhood where the, the neighbors could beat you if they saw you doing something wrong. Mm. Four blocks in each direction. Yes. And, yeah, that was um, us. Yep. I was 15, and my father uh, died of a heart attack. He was walking with my mom in Atlantic City, dropped dead on the casino floor. And he died with no life insurance outside of his work outside of his job so he had group insurance which most people think is 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 okay which it's it's not right the 50 grand doesn't go very far no and sometimes it's you know 10 you you try when it's supposed to be 50 and you get 10 right mm. but um no independent life insurance and no real money saved and we lost everything it was a matter of months before the heat and the electric bills couldn't be paid shortly after that the only place i ever knew was home got foreclosed on they delivered the foreclosure paperwork to me. I was outside playing basketball on the block. Might as friends. well learn young. Fun <laughs> <laughs> job. But um, we moved to Philly, got evicted about three or four different times before things stabilized. Um, the house, by the way, uh, in New York, people always think about like Crooklyn or, you know, Brownstones. Now we had a, a, a what do you call this? A single family home. Ro- similar. Oh. No, no. Single, single family fam- home. Wow. with wow. Rich. Rich. With enough yard space to park probably 10 cars. Now, Whoa. the house was dilapidated. Flatbush? It wasn't fixed, right? My, my, <laughs> was, my backyard was a postage stamp. No. <laughs> the, the, the house was not, you know, up to par. You know, it was halfway falling apart. I never even knew what hardwood floors looked like until, like, I saw hardwood floors. We had the subfloor. Right. <laughs> Plywood. Yeah. But, my parents owed, you know, depending on when I ask my mom, I love her to death, but I get a different number over the years. But the point is they owed somewhere between forty and 80000 on the house. The house then was worth over half a million dollars just because of the value of real estate in New York. In Flatbush. Correct. And so um, they, they lost 400 Gs when that got foreclosed. At a time, okay, where you could probably get a refi done. Yeah. On a hamster. All right. Mm. <laughs> okay. Your mother was definitely better than a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So, you know, today that house is worth upwards of a million. The person who bought it, it looks incredible. But my point is I fell into financial services. When I found out how much a term life insurance policy costs right. or, or really doesn't cost. Right. And that's Pennies. what I, I tell people to, to focus on that. You don't have to get freaky with it. Cash value. Just buy term and invest your money in mutual funds, wherever else. Right. Point is this. When I found out how much that a policy does not cost, I nearly lost my mind because it was less than cable, less than phones, less than a pager bill back then, less than a pair of Jordans. <laughs> I had Jordans. We had cable, right? We had we had video games, all of that it's stuff. It's so and no crazy. <laughs> it is so crazy. Our lives are so similar. I, I, I grew up, my parents were both beauticians. They worked in a beauty shop. They owned it. And um, they never had anybody review any more the the lease for the shop or anything else. They were on a month to month lease, and one day the landlord came in and said, "You're, you're out, yep. you're done." And just like that, the business closed and the money stopped. And they had to like build a makeshift beauty shop in the basement of our row house in mm. in Philly in violation of zoning, code, you name it. And they saved a few people that we could eke by, but the the bill collectors were calling nonstop. They they owned that house for 
35 or 40 years. They bought it for 10 grand. They never owned it. It always had a mortgage. They always were refining and refining and refining. It there, there's a lot of similarities here yeah. on where and then we both went to Temple. Yeah. But you know, you can't go back and change one thing without changing everything. And the reality is if those things don't happen, you and I are not, aren't where we are we're today. We're not sitting here today. Yes. Right? So um, even throughout all of that, again, you know, as a kid, you're just focused. And even as a, as a proper adult, you're focused on your dreams. You're focused on your aspirations. So, you know, we were broke as, as, as heck back then, but we still ran to the corner and played That's My Car. You know, where you where you identify whoever identifies, you know, the car first, the make and the model. We all did that. Right? Now, it's now in your portfolio of imaginary cars. And if somebody calls you out and says, no, you don't have 15 cars, you have to be able to run each car back, uh, make, model, and color in order to prove that. And I still, you know, play that in my mind. I kind of still play that today. So I've always been a car enthusiast. I remember having Hot Wheels parking them against my imaginary uh my imaginary garage wall. I did that with the orange tracks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah I love those orange yeah, tracks. Yeah, the orange tracks. 215-227-2727. We got Khalil Marcano in the studio. He's one of the inventors of Wheels and Wealth, a new podcast that uh, drops today for the first time with an episode featuring yours truly. Um, so... 11 a.m., you can pop on over to YouTube and check out Wheels and Wealth and a little bit of the Dean Weitzman story. 215-227-2727. You want to jump in on this conversation? We're here to talk to you. We're going to get into some legal topics in a moment, and I'm here to answer all of your legal questions today. Whatever you've got, throw it at me. 215-227-2727. We're going to take a quick Two-minute break, and we'll be right back after our sponsors have their way with you. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. 
I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call my Philly lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer, when winning matters most. Legal answers. Here's more court radio with your host, Dean Weitzman. You like that special effect, don't you? Yes. What is it about it? I don't know. <laughs> good morning, Dean. Good morning, Manuel. Good morning, listeners. Welcome back to Court Radio. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host here every Saturday morning. We talk legal issues. Today, we're talking to Khalil Marcano, an award-winning financial service professional, but I know him best as the host of Wheels and Wealth. Amazing, man. Glad to be here. Yes. Surreal. And um, I am going to be on the first episode, if you haven't heard it yet, from your friends or neighbors. Tune in at 11 a.m. on YouTube. Punch in Wheels and Wealth, and you'll get the first part of my episode and and on instagram follow us at wheels and and wealth so that's w-h-e-e-l-s-a-n-d-w-e-a-l-t-h man you have any idea how hard that was i was so focused on spelling that correctly that was good, though. That was good. <laughs> you wouldn't have known it, it was we've, we've got a ton of behind the scenes clips of uh of dean uh yeah. oh i didn't Insta. see that i don't know how we've tagged you in everything i saw them. Okay. Are they? <laughs> Wait, are they? Are they behind the scenes? Are they outtakes? Are they bloopers? What are they? Oh, oh no, man! You know this guy. His his bloopers can never see the light of day. Uh, <laughs> his bloopers are bloopers for real. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We got a we got a question from a, a caller, um, Catherine. She's buying a used car for her 17 year old son. Should we put the car? in his name when we register it to our names or should we register it to our names do we get insurance under our policy or should i buy a sub policy under his name all right so i don't think it matters um i i would say you can put the car in his name um if he's operating the car he's operating it for himself if god forbid he has an accident the policy of insurance is exposed and any assets your son has is exposed, which is probably not all that much. If the car is in your name, arguably, and if you send him out for to go get, let's say, some food at the grocery store on your behalf, then he becomes your agent and then your assets become exposed, God forbid, should he be in a serious car accident. So leave the car in his name and don't ever send him out on an errand for you. <laughs> Here's a question. Does either one keep their rates lower? Um, I don't believe so because they're looking at the operator of the vehicle. And in fact, they're gonna assume they're gonna assume he is not only operating his, his car, right. but operating their cars as well. And it'll be all built in. 
So you may want to look at the choices between having a policy in his name only, car in his name, policy in his name, his own policy, Mm. versus putting him on your policy. Take a look at financially how those two things work out and make the best financial decision for yourself. Um, But it should even that probably won't matter because, again, the insurance companies know what's what. Mm-hmm. They're going to ask you when you renew your policy, does anybody live in the household who's got a driver's license? Right. And as soon as they say, yes, Sonny lives in the household, then her insurance is going to presume he will at times drive her cars unless she excludes him from her policy, in which case if he drives her cars, even in an emergency, there's no insurance coverage. So you got to be really careful about excluding your son from your policy because if you should be under the, you know, like let's say you're under the weather, you're, the two of you are out, and he needs to drive you to the hospital. Nothing, no excuse under the sun works. If he's excluded, he is permanently excluded. Well, he's excluded until you don't exclude him any longer. And, and while excluded, he has no insurance coverage while operating your vehicles. Hmm. So that's the downside. So be careful, Catherine. Um, 215-227-2727. You will get answers here that you cannot get anywhere else. A quarter of a billion dollars worth of free information. There you go. Um, Hey, how's that hair relaxer litigation going? You asking me? Good (laughs) thing you asked. (laughs) I, I tell you one thing, the billboards are really noticeable. Yeah. I, especially on that side, because the traffic gets stalled a lot. You have no choice. But I would imagine what four hundred cases now, five. Well, I, I have some some seriously bad news to to report, hmm. um, and that is that we have been working with experts and doctors, oncologists, and um, and gynecologists for all the time that we've been representing our clients, and it is incredibly difficult incredibly I haven't closed the door to it but incredibly difficult to show the correlation the correlation between the fibroids fibroids and the hair relaxer cancers uh, endometrial cancer uterine cancer cervical cancer are all closely associated with the use of the hair relaxers, and those cases 100% are moving forward. All right. Um, those cases involving strictly fibroids leading to hysterectomies. Not so much. Not so much. We're, we are still working with the doctors trying to establish that connection, but it is difficult, and um, there are a lot of other bases for the fibroids like obesity um, and other other physical conditions that people have that can lead to fibroids and to to call out and tease out strictly the the hair relaxer is a, is a trouble so this the, is nuanced it's, it's yes, not as it uh, is and this this happens a lot on these mass torts where you start out with a big net and you think you're going to be able to establish causation uh, again, you know, for a whole lot of different conditions, mm-hmm. and it gets whittled down, and that seems to be what's happening. Though we have not closed those files, we are not accepting new fibroid cases. 
only the cancer cases at this time. Good to know. All right. So that's that's the that's, that's the, the latest. That's the latest on fibroids and on hair. And relaxing. this is still across the country. Across the country. Across the country. Yeah, we're representing people in, all, all over the country. Okay. Um, and so we're we're on top of it. And um, rest assured, I don't want to close a single file. Sure. You know, I mean, obviously, the work that we do, we're compensated when we compensate our clients. And I want our co- clients, if they're entitled to be compensated, to in fact get their day their justice and their day in court. Um, but we have to go in with good medical um, opinions. We have to be able to have doctors that support these claims. It's not a legal issue here. It's a medical one. And we have not yet crossed that bridge. All right. All right. We're going to be back to that, I'm sure, time and time again. In the meantime, Khalil Marcano is here. You cross a lot of bridges in wealthy wheels. Wheels yes. and wealth. Wheels and wealth. Wheels and wealth. How, why, uh, so now I get it. The whole family moved to Philly because I was wondering, why didn't you go back to Brooklyn? Yes, and yes, it was and a no, pretty man. cool place to be. And this, so, and what year was this again then when you got? Um, so I was 15 at the time. This was 99. 99. I believe, okay. yeah. Um, the truth is, I didn't plan to move to Philadelphia. I came out here to clear my head. Um, my father, growing up, there was one time. I can remember being away from my father. Mm-hmm. He went to the uh, first uh, Million Man March in D.C., and he didn't want to take me out of school. And the second that I can remember, I'm sure there are several. They, I mean, my family's from the Caribbean. They picked me up when I was probably like four, five, six, and dropped me off in Trinidad and left me there for a couple months with my aunt. I just don't remember that. But um, <laughs> really, yeah, that's 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 not a that's not an uncommon thing. With, no, uh, but it's obviously a, a was a trauma in your life. At no, that time. no, that's not a trauma. No, that that was good times. You know, <laughs> you don't um, remember it though. It was trauma no, but, leaving. But I, I, I know that the food. I know that the food was good. <laughs> I know the food was amazing and the weather was great. There you, you know, go. It couldn't have been traumatizing, right? But um, no, my dad, uh, being a, a child, you know, he went to the Million Man March. I was here and. You know, I guess maybe when he was in Atlantic City with my mom. I'm sure there were other times, but my father was in my life. He was everyone's dad on the block, you know, mm. whether they had a father or not. He was one of those parents. Up in your business, you couldn't you couldn't curse around him. You know, uh, uh, the last of a, a of a dying generation. Well, and he was from the island? Uh, both my parents are from Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, where was I going with that? Uh, I forgot the question. You you, you uh, came to Philly, but you, oh, you weren't, right, right. You weren't yeah, intending you weren't. to stay. So, yeah. yeah, I came out to clear my head. My sister was uh, attending Temple, and, um, you know, I, I came, and I just kind of moved in with her, and I just never went home. I couldn't go home. And looking back on it, that was not the right move. My mother was living there alone. We mm. had, you know, Rottweilers and, and stuff. She had my friends there. They had keys to the house, and they basically moved in in my stead again we talk about things that are supposed to happen but as a man i look back on that and i'm like man i abandoned my mom who how old were you at the time 15 well, you weren't really a man. you know uh, true right <laughs> as i mean as a man today looking okay. back on those things but um you know she lost her husband she lost her lover she lost her friend i lost my father but you know she lost her life partner and she was devastated and i was devastated when and, you have a you know, loss like that in your life yeah it's never the same. No. Uh, you know, when you when you wake up, the sun doesn't look the same. The ground doesn't feel the same. You know, it's like you've had a shift in your in your being. So I, I'll tell you this, though. Um, 
we talked about you can't go back and change one thing without changing everything. One of my best friends, Mike, Mike and I, we, um, we had a conversation a couple of months ago, and we spoke about that time. And he said, I moved in to the attic. That, that was my room. He said, you know, growing up in my house, I never had my own room. There were so many of us living in the house, I never had my own space. He said, on top of that, we showed love differently in my house. You know, I know my family loves me but they were a little harder. He said, when, I mo- when you moved out and I moved in, your mom... You saved Mike's life. Loved you, you, me. Yeah. You, you, gave, you gave Mike a new perspective. And that had to happen. So I'm sad looking back on it. I look back and I'm like, man, I shouldn't have left. But again, you can't change one thing without changing everything. I was supposed to make those moves so that he could blossom the way that he did. And, and feel that and really turn into the man that he is in today and a bunch of other things, right? So, yeah, that's how I ended up in Philly. Never intended to, uh, to stay. I just never went back, and I built a life here. All right, let's take some callers. <clears throat> Line to Santo from Malvern. Oh, lower your radio. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Hello. Hey, Santo, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, sir. How about you? Good. Why don't you try maybe pick your phone up instead of using the speaker so we can hear you more clearly? Take your time. Live radio. Yeah, we have all this time. It's just live radio. Yeah. How's this? Is this better? Yeah, that's better. Excellent. Um, so this this question is directed towards uh, Mr. Marcano. Um, I was just I had a similar situation uh, coming up, you know, but um, I just wanted some advice uh, on um, just I guess how, how would you go about teaching wealth to uh, to the younger generations. Um, you know, for someone who hasn't really had that kind of uh, uh, information shared with them to, to stop this cycle of, um, of not being able to, you know, to maintain, um, you know, living space and, and things of that nature. To maintain living space. What do you mean by that? A roof like over main, your head. You know, maintain, oh. maintain, maintain the home so you don't uh, end up in these um, financial situations where, uh, where you know, you, you, you lose your home. So Santo is financial a father. Literacy? He's got kids. He wants to know, what does he tell his kids? What's the best lessons to teach them at this point? Money is a skill. You know, I'm, I'm still mastering. I'm still mastering that. And it's very difficult when you're growing up in a household where, you know, you don't have much because as a, as a child, oftentimes, you know, you're powerless. So one of the things that you can do as a parent is start teaching your kids about how to manage money well early on. These are things that are still not, they're not taught in schools, right? We're still learning algebra, which is necessary, but we're not really getting money management besides financial literacy, opening up a checking account. So, but in order to teach, you've got to become a student first. Mm -hmm. So you've got to learn the basics of how to pay yourself first, right? How to pay yourself like you pay Pico every single month, you know, how to, how to invest even in small increments there. You can open up a mutual fund with different, uh, different vendors today for 25 or $50 a month learning the power of compound interest, right? If you've got kids, you know, teaching them the importance of why you have a life insurance policy in place, prioritizing getting out of debt, you know, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, right? Because I'm, I'm not, you know, I wanted all the shiny things and still do. And I've learned a lot of hard lessons along the way. And sometimes you can only learn by feeling, but you know, there's no stupid question that is ever asked, but if you keep asking the same question over and over, then it becomes a stupid question. Likewise, if you keep making the same mistakes over and over, at some point, you got to really take a, a hard look in the mirror. So, 
Um, I'd say teach them the basics very early on. Learn things like the rule of 72. And if you've never heard of that, then you need to go Google it, right? It shows you the power of how money doubles over time and the power of compounding interest. And truly, you know, we live in a, in a society where it's relatively simple in America, you know, if you're willing to put your pride and ego aside to make tons of money on the side, whether it's from, you know, working a full-time job and driving Uber and doing other things on the side, whatever you need to do to start putting money away and making better decisions and teach them along the way. The shiny things will come later. I, I know the numbers I'm going to give you are not exact, but I, I was just reading something the other day which um, kind of laid it out for you with regard to compounding interest. Mm. If, you, if you put, like, some small number, $25, $30 a week away um, at the age of 35, and you begin to put that away, at the end of your work life in your mid-60s, you'll have about three or 400000 If you did that at the age of 25 that number is like a million mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous how important it is to begin small savings early. at the earliest possible opportunity and so the kids you know when i was a kid i had a i, I bought a 5 dollar lawnmower and i was cutting lawns in the neighborhood i had my own route i had employees um, I, I, you know, I, I was, when, when the Flyers won, I was selling, you know, Flyers stuff down on Broad Street, made like $1,000 that day. Now, of course, I spent every penny I made the second I made it. So that's the, that's the bad story. But I was always about make, trying to find ways to make money, even as a child. So these kids could be making some money and putting that away now, opening a bank account and putting it away, uh, when you get a thousand dollars, maybe you flip it into um, some better, something better than a, a bank account because they're paying nothing. But my point is that, as as Khalil said, saving early and just putting stacking it away for you know a certain amount of what you make, you put away and you don't touch. There's some great books out there um, that are really simple that deal with things like that. One of my favorite books, one of my friends uh, and, and business partner, she says this is the only book that I ever read, which is uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harvecker. Uh, great book uh, with some great strategies in there. But I would also Google uh, Damon John uh, from, uh, that is his name, right? Shark Tank, FUBU, mm-hmm. his Damon John. And um, there's a clip of him speaking about the conversation I believe he had with his daughter about money, saving and spending. And I'm going to I'm going to butcher this. So go look it up. Just Dave Damon John uh, talks money with his child or something like that. But he basically spoke about her allowance and how he taught her one dollar is for saving one dollar is for spending and one dollar is for I can't remember giving something else. And um, she wanted something like ice cream or something like that. And uh, he reviewed how much she had in the program. And she looked at how much was like left. And she was like, I don't really want that. I don't want the ice cream. <laughs> I don't want that right now because she couldn't afford it. And it was starting to teach her very early on about money management skills. And the earlier on they learned that, you know, Unfortunately, many of us are not learning this until we're in our 30s, 40s, and all of these things. 
but delayed gratification and learning the rules of how money works as early as possible and getting getting your children um, in front of uh, programs, in front of uh, material that will teach that to them and you learning that in the process and making that a priority in your household uh, just as you know, any other set of morals or ethics is important in your household is, is going to be the key to that. Santo, I hope that helped you. Um, thanks for a great question. Have a great Saturday, sir. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Mr. McConnell. That's funny. He sounds just like my friend Sal. Sal? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it, it was it was him calling under an alias. <laughs> right, boy, he just gave him up. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, don't play with me. I'll, I'll put you out here. Seriously. 215-227-2727. The number for all things legal. So um, where do you think Wheels and Wealth goes from here? You have how many episodes um, will the first season be? Um, I think it'll end up being about 20 episodes. Okay. Um, yeah, we're, 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 we're going for the gusto. To be honest with you, I mean, I am, let me first state, I know you guys have seen the, you, maybe you haven't seen the clips, but I use the word excited a lot. Yes. <laughs> I'm over the moon, man. Even being here is like, no, you guys get to do this all the time. And I'm looking around to you, it's just a studio. I'm like, man, this is great. I'm on radio. I mean, I'm having a ball and, you know, you, this gets to be your life. I think this is, is fun. But where do we go from here? We go up. Um, first things first, um, you know, I know it takes time to grow any business. And um, I would like to be patiently or impatiently patient. And um, I see us, uh, we filmed locally, right? I see us in the future, we're going to go national, then international. Um, and it's going to become a, a, an entire brand where we continue to prioritize education, real people stories. Um, and, and we'll have some big names in there, some, you know, celebrities along the way, but we'll stick to our core. And I think we want to, not I think, I know that we want to be a premier player in the space of success and have the you been, auto space. Have you gotten, have you not locked in any um, advertisers or sponsors yet? Not yet. That's coming. Um, and the truth is they're going to have to believe in our concept because we don't, we don't yet have the subscribership, and I think the subscribership, excuse me, and I think that's going to come very quickly. But we're very much open to sponsorship with the right partners, and um, the truth is, I think they're going to be excited to grow with us. They'd be smart to grow with us. Um, you know, I, I know that you don't want to answer this question, but um, okay, that, uh, that's how that's how I know I don't want to answer the question because <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. But if you know it. <laughs> What, I'm sure that I don't. What what's your what's your first goal for how many views or how many people would be following Wheels and Wealth? So here's how I think about this. You have a goal, right? I, you, I do. We but have to have goals. How, how do you measure yourself otherwise? Here's how I process. Here's how I process that and how I think about this. Um, in my primary business, okay, I just I don't just deal with the consulting side of dealing with individuals, families, and small businesses, but I train and I develop people uh, to become professionals in the financial services space. And those who excel at that, I teach them to open up brokerages. But we learned very early on this concept of the power of three. And the power of three refers to the exponential power of three to the 12th power. Teaching three, who teach three, who then teach three, who those people teach three. And the number is so crazy. 
2 to the 12th power is 4096, if my numbers are correct. We learn exponentials very early, you know, in school. So that's 2 times 2 times 2, 12 times. That's 4096. Adjust that by 1. 3 to the 12th power is over 512,000. Wow. And the, to answer your question now, the way I process my goal or our goal for growing the channel I want to see us get to millions within months. And I know that if folks go and watch what we're producing, because a lot of people say, oh, I'm not into cars. Are you into success? Great. Watch the channel. And you'll get into cars. My partners are not car folks. They're becoming car folks slowly. But if you watch it and you just share it with three people, that's it. Not a million. I don't need you to run through your whole phone. But you share it with three people and say, hey, Go like and go subscribe and share it with three people. I think that we'll be at hundreds of thousands, millions of followers very, very quickly. And I am very serious about making that happen. So that's kind of how I process that. And if that happens, then the sponsorship will follow. I'm sure we'll be beating them off with a stick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 215-227-2727, the number for all things legal in Philly. Um, who's your dream guest besides me? Hmm. You're a hard act to follow, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> um, right now, I I like folks. So the thing about the show is that, and this is another reason we wanted to have you on, you really enjoy automobiles. It's not just you getting a car that seems like a status symbol. You actually buy cars that are important to the automobile culture and automobile space, right? Yes. So I want to interview people who view cars the same way, the same way we do is art, right? These are lifetime pieces, some of them. So uh, one of the folks I think about uh, that really is coming to mind right now, Kevin Hart. Um, I think Hmm. he's a a great person to have on on board because he's really a car enthusiast. You know, I've gotten a peek at, um, you know, he shared some of the cars that are in his collection, and he buys cars that are important pieces. He's got two of my favorite cars, which is the 67 uh, Mustang Shelby GT500. Yeah, that was The uh, Eleanor that Mustang. That was my car. Yeah, he's got that in black. Um, <laughs> and he has the uh, Mercedes uh, SLS, the uh, the Gullwing, I think. Yep. Does he have the Gullwing or does he have the convertible? I think he has the Gullwing. Yeah, I love that SLS going. That was a Um, that was a a car that was made in in collaboration with McLaren. mm -hmm. So you have Mercedes and McLaren Mm -hmm. um, that got together and built this car with a long front bonnet. Well, that's the that's the SLR. Yes. No, yes. no, the S L the SLS, the um he's got the SLS going, the uh the remake of it that they did. Oh my god, Tony would actually know the answer to this question, but I think it was early two thousands. Um, they did this. We're going to be, you're going to get a chance to investigate that because we have to take a quick break. Our sponsors are clamoring to, to spend some time with you. We'll be right back in two minutes. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. 
When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. Legal Answers. Here's more Court Radio with your host, Dean Weitzman. Welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host at Court Radio every Saturday morning right here on 100.3 WRMB. And Classics 107.9. That'll be the Oppenheimer opening. The Oppenheimer. Have you seen I, that? No, I have not. I want to. Did but... the kids make you go see Barbie? No, not <laughs> yet. No. Mother, one of the few parents that has it. My God, that movie's making money. I'm telling you, uh, everything I've read about going to the movies right. is uh, turning me off to going to the movies. Really? People talking, people using their cell phone, people doing you know, Instagram moments and with the flashing of the light. I don't like people generally. Okay, I mean the, the truth be told, I'm not I'm not a very sociable person. I like certain people, but I don't, you know, I'm not like out there like You were never really a movie going kid? A person never? Yeah, except when they started to build 100 the, the inch mega screens in my room. In, no, in my house. When they what? Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, oh, yeah. Oh, really. When yeah. I had the capacity to create a theater in my house. I figured you probably had one. Yeah. I, I didn't need to be, yeah. you know. And nobody rubbing. nobody kicks your seat nobody, at your house. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Hmm. So um, I'm waiting for Barbie to come out on uh, on demand. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's, that's the answer. <laughs> I'm just amazed neither one of the kids is like, Dad, we got to go. Nah, they haven't they haven't bugged me about that. Yeah, and it's really? summer. They, they want to go. They yeah. want to go to the boardwalk and they want to go to the rides. Yes, that Sophia, is good to hear. Sophia, Sophia got... is insane. There's this thing called the, the slingshot where they. I've take seen that. No, nine years old. She, she like. Oh, I love her, man. She did it twice. Nice. Oh, nice. Twi oh my god, and handless like this. <laughs> Crazy Wait, girl. You, she's a Scorpio, right? Yes. There you go. She's that's insane. What, that's who we are. Oh, yeah. I can't. No. I wouldn't do it. 
I would do it on a bet. But you you'd represent somebody me. who had an accident on it, wouldn't you? Yeah, God yeah. forbid. You start becoming very aware of injury. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take a quick call. Line two, Ms. Rose from Logan. Hello, Ms. Rose. Hey, good morning, good morning. A great show. Listen, Fa- I listen to you often. Mr. Weissman, man, well, you're awesome. Anyway, to the gentleman uh, uh, coming in, the wealth guy. So, sir, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. Khalil. Well, one to ten. Khalil? Yes. Oh, from a scale of one to ten, what is wealth? What number do you give it from a one to ten? I don't understand the question. In comparison oh, to, in comparison to importance, importance. How much? Yeah. Yes. How, listen. In your life. Don't worry, Rose. So, I got you covered. Thank you. Um, listen. Money is important where it's important, and it's not important where it's not important. At the end of the day, um, I had not a running joke, but I used to say, uh, money problems are not real problems, because most problems are not real problems because they can be fixed with money. Exactly. It's the other five percent that money can't help you, or the other—I don't know what percentage—but yeah. the other well, problems where it can't help you. I think it's a, listen. Anybody who says wealth isn't important, and what is wealth? When we talk about wealth on the show, we're really not talking about money. We're talking about knowledge. We're talking about experience. But wealth and the common, you know, understanding of the term, how important is financial stability, finance, thriving financially? As long as you're living in this country, it's pretty high up there. I'd give it a nine or a ten. Mm-hmm. Most folks would say because Mace, Mason Biggie said. Uh, more money, more problems. <laughs> no, that, that, I'll, I'll figure out those problems. Listen, if you have money, okay, that's one stressor in your life you to, that you do not, not deal with. Yep. And that allows you to live a fuller life in other aspects mm-hmm. of your life, mm-hmm. in your love life, in your relationships, in your ability to be a friend, a mentor. All those things you can focus 100% of your energy on if you're not worried about making the money to have a roof over your head that month. I'll tell you what. I'm very familiar with what being broke looks like. Mm. And um, I've been I've been there throughout my life, grew up, you know, without, had a lot of love, had all of those things. Um, money and wealth makes you more of what you are. It makes good people better and it sometimes it makes bad people worse. Well, um, So assuming that you are a good person, I think wealth is on a scale of 1 to 10. Why not? Think about all the good. It's a 9, it's a 10. Think about all the good that can happen in the world when wealth is used positively and and as dean says that's one less stressor when you don't have to worry about about money you know you can change the world in a positive way so i put it pretty high up there in the scale great claire huxtable said there is a difference between being rich and wealthy Mm. now what is is there yeah, rich, 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 rich is, sounds temporary. Rich sounds temporary. I think Dean is better suited to answer that. That's a good answer. I've gotten a lot of clients, a lot of money, mm. and for a moment they were rich. Mm. But they went through it because if you don't know how to manage and maintain mm-hmm. the money, like a lot of lottery winners. You think it'll last forever, yeah. and your family comes out of the woodwork, and before you know it, it's gone. You were rich for a minute, and then you weren't. So rich sounds temporary. All right, guys, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. Khalil Marcano um, is is here today, and um, he he has created a podcast that really is a the new show, the new TV show Absolutely. for you to watch. And you're going to get hooked on it, and you're going to watch week after week after week. 
but it starts today at 11 a.m., and I'm the first guest. Episode one, season one, it'll probably be uh, a trivia question in the decades to come. Who was on Wheels and Wealth first? It was Dean Weitzman. We'll see you next Saturday, folks. Same time, same place.